Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dedicated to HBO's Game of Thrones and George Railroad Martin's Song of Ice and Fire book series, you're listening to Podcast Little Fell. And now... Here's your hosts, Keith Solo and W. Axel Folo. Welcome back to Podcast Little Fell Original Edition. <laughs> I am your host, the Hand of the King, W. Axel Foley, and with me, of course, is the Grand Maester, Heath Snowlow. What up, Heath? What up, my brother, Dara Gailey? We are back. We're talking about the episode, The Gift. Let's jump right into it. So we talked about on the initial reaction, you know, we kind of went back over our feelings and blah, 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 and all that jazz. But um, what did you think of the scene this week and how it continues? I mean, obviously, Ramsey has been nightly beating her and raping her and treating her horribly, and she's at her wit's end. I said on the initial reaction... I don't know, man. I had never really been drawn into the Sansa or the Theon characters, and I felt like this scene between them, and I watched it again last night, was so well acted, and I really felt that it was well written, and I felt that it really, it, 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 it made last week's scene work better. I know everybody's upset, blah, 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 but going forward, they're setting the scene here and to see the way that Reek totally just lied to her and went right to Ramsey, the way let me ask you this before we get into it. The way that was shot, didn't it make it look like Ramsey had taken up residence in that tower? Yes, that's exactly what I thought upon my first watch, because I have watched it twice. And then the second time I realized he didn't even go up that tower. Right. But the way it was shot and everything it made you feel like okay he's gonna go up and and i think that was intentional and but all of a sudden ramsey's like waiting for him like he knew like what so and then upon second rewatch i well first rewatch whatever second viewing i realized man reek didn't even go to the tower he was going right to ramsey yeah and and, and that that i i I so there was another podcast I listened to and other people I think had written that that was the way it was and then I watched it again and I still it still didn't I mean look it's not like we know the path up there or to Ramsey's room <laughs> yeah. so well that we're like oh of course that's Ramsey's room look at look at the way the bricks are laid I mean it's a spiral staircase I don't know I thought it was a little bit of trickery that was unnecessary um, you know, we could have just seen him go right there, but they were, you know, they're adding a little element of surprise. I don't know if it totally worked, but the overall idea that he would so, he still would so quickly go right to Ramsey. It doesn't give me much hope that 
say, Theon is going to turn and kill Ramsay or protect her or something. It would have to happen in a very intense moment. It's not something that I think that Sans is going to be able to plan with him. You're exactly right, because I was even saying during the episode, I'm done with you, Theon. What the hell? But I mean, what would make us think in this episode Theon would do something right for Sansa or himself? You're right. It's going to be one of those... Uh, his he- it's almost like he's going to snap and do something if something's going to happen. You cannot plan because he's just going to run back to Ramsey and say, oh, Sansa said this, Sansa said that. It's like, dude, come on, Reek. But at the same time, had he just all of a sudden done it just because of the of the uh, crazy scene from two weeks ago, then it would be like, okay, what all that torturing stuff, it, it, we're seeing the effects of it now. If he snaps out of it rather quickly just by seeing Sansa a couple of times, it almost feels like, okay, when Yara went to go rescue him, he bit her and didn't want to go. So it made it makes sense. I don't like it, but it makes sense that he he's a trained puppy right now. Yeah. And I want to say one thing, um, doing, as we're doing podcast, little fell, usually it's my initial reaction Monday morning. Uh, we're doing it later in the week. So I've had time to digest the episode, listen to a few podcasts. And a lot of people were like nitpicking about how did Ramsey know that lady was the one, the flayed lady was the one who the North remembers and all that. But if you remember, she has been, was attending to uh sansa's room and at the beginning so i'm thinking he probably narrowed it down who was you know work you know seeing had contact with sansa and so i think through process of elimination they probably assumed it was her and who knows about her background you would think they would know something about her but because she was assigned to sansa's room when she first got there that's kind of how i put the connection of how he found out nothing major, just, just some food for thought. Yes. And I'm sure that the Boltons have a, if not a physical, a mental checklist of people who they brought with them. Yes. People who are kind of on the fence and people who they know are not friendly to them. You know, they're well aware, both Ramsey and Roos are well aware that they are inhabiting the home of uh, a woman that and uh, the her son and his her sons, you know, they stabbed her son's wife to be or wife in the belly in the baby, as people have said. Um, and you know, they know that there's people there that aren't friendly towards them. And I also, as I said on the podcast, I, I you know, who knows, Ramsey could have gone through fifteen people. Yeah, yeah, a lot of off-screen stuff because you can't we can't see everything. Yeah, and that happens in that we have to forgive stuff like that in the show. You know, you make a great point because, look, I think overall we're definitely seeing, and I think a lot of other people are coming to the conclusion, there's a bit more TV-like conventions this season. And we yes. know that they're, they're not only going over two books that many people claim are not the most exciting books in the series, but that also those two books cover this pretty much the same material just from different perspectives. So they are doing a lot more changes and they 
and in in doing those changes they're also conforming the story a little bit more towards the tv conventions you know and also the time limits that they have with only 10 episodes and shooting a series across the world with a cast of you know hundreds of people involved um it's just you know it, it we're seeing that and sometimes it's we have to take that leap of faith with the show but the point is is that we've always had to take those kind of leaps of faith i mean how does littlefinger get from the eerie to winterfell to king's landing in the drop of a hat you know yeah it's gonna... i mean we it, it, I guess it's easy for people to get nitpicky because we're picking apart the show and podcasting right. about it. But certain things you just got to kind of like. You got to hey, go with it. Yeah. I mean, it's whatever. You know, that's what I say. One of the funniest you know? things is um, I will bring up is when Marcella says to Jamie, I've been here for years. And she got she got there just a little bit before uh, baby Sam was born. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, okay, baby Sam is still a baby. He's not like two or three years old. So how long has she really been there? But, you know, hey, you got to kind of let that kind of stuff go. I really like this episode. Um, I thought that they're really moving rapidly to kind of bringing some of these storylines to a head more rapidly than I thought they would. And mm-hmm. we definitely have that happening here um, at Winterfell with the coming of Stannis. And we had a, a fantastic series of scenes with Stannis, Melisandro, and Davos Seaworthy. Um, the Onion, what do they call him again? The Onion the Knight. The Onion Knight. The Onion Knight. Do you think that Stannis is going to let Melisandre burn his daughter alive to get that king's blood? No, but I have an alternate theory. Well, you, you listen to podcasts, Little Phil. Um, it w- well, it was great to see Stannis, even though he was uh, molesting <laughs> Melisandre. He this is the first time he questions her and doesn't know if he believes the visions and doesn't agree with something she says. Uh, like, so I was like, "Ooh, Stannis." But is this a thing in Melisandre's eyes? Like, oh, now I'm done with Stannis. I, I don't know. I think the wife with yeah. not wanting to bring uh, Shireen or Serene or Serena Williams, whatever, little grayscale girl, uh, would not want to bring her daughter to Winterfell. And the way she treats her, I think she may step in and be like, you know what? We got to do what we got to do. And then. Who knows what Stannis might do? Will Stannis kill Melisandre if that happens? Will he kill his wife? Will he snap? Uh, there's so many different options here. Uh, I just hope they don't burn that young girl. I, uh, you think the Sansa thing is bad? It is. Burning a young child, that would kill me more. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that it would obviously be a heart-wrenching scene. But in the context of the show, I just don't know what other way they can go because they're basically setting this whole thing up now where she where Stannis needs that. I mean, Davos is saying, you know, uh, this the sellswords are leaving. 
Uh, we lost all these horses. You see the guys freezing and coughing. They're not prepared for this. I mean, these are um, bravosi soldiers coming from like almost a, a Mediterranean climate. Um, over it's like the do- the Miami Dolphins playing in Green Bay. There you go, December. baby. The, I mean, but, you know. But what I want to know is, okay, you sacrifice Shireen. Is, is that her name? I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. there's Shireen. Okay. I got to trust myself more with names. What What is that going to do? All of a sudden, the snow's going away and people are coming back? Like, what magical fake potions? What, what, what's the point? Well, I, I still don't get it. I thought the same thing, okay? Let, let's think about it. Okay. When they took the leeches from Gendry's Wee Wee and they put them in the fire... It ended up that Joffrey died. And how did Joffrey die? He was killed by someone else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Renly die from the smoke monster. So we know that there is different. Well, Rob was the other. Right. Leech. And Rob. And how did Rob die from not anything that had to do with them? So it, that, that leaves the question. We know that the smoke monster killed Renly. We saw that. Okay. Yeah. You know, Brianna of Tar saw that. But is this ma- does this magic have such a wider net that it can also make the uh, the plans of other men successful? You see what I mean? So mm-hmm. could potentially killing Stannis' daughter allow like Sansa to have the strength to kill Ramsey and Roos or or allow Brienne to sneak into Winterfell and kill them or um, have some kind of accident befall them. You see, that's the way that I'm starting to think is that this magic has both direct and indirect power. So we mm, might it's, it's, see it a different way, you know? Yeah, it's almost... I'm not sure if I'm there yet, but I like what you're saying. Because, you know, about the balance of good and evil, you take an innocent soul, maybe a bad soul get taken. Mm. Or maybe it works that way. Um, again, I was a Lord of the Light follower. Now I'm kind of not. So let me see what changes <laughs> and maybe uh it will change my view i'm just still like okay is it going to be an immediate effect but you're right it maybe at least melisandre's thinking i because i doubt melisandre would kill the only way i could see her fooling stannis to do this is because she doesn't she, stannis isn't really who she sees on the throne or it, maybe he's, she's been lying to him the whole time or things changed. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm a little back and forth with that mm-hmm. right now, whether or not she's still fully, you're going to be on the iron throne and I'm backing you. Or she, was she just using him the whole time to get to John Smith or to go a different route? You know, I even came up with a crazier theory because you know I think that Melisandre is playing him and my theory is that mm-hmm. Melisandre is in is in league with Varys and is one of those one of those um 
collective or circle or whatever word he used for people that are secretly in Westeros trying to get Daenerys to be um, the ruler of basically Planetos, the entire world known to them, you know? Yeah. Um, But then I was thinking, maybe there's something even deeper to this High Sparrow because we know so little of the religions. And I'm sure someone will email or Twitter and, and correct me that, you know, I know they're different. The Lord of Light is different from the Seven. But I start to think, because I just keep on getting this feeling that that has something to do with what's going on. And will, will, will Stannis kind of get through Winterfell? The daughter dies... Um, you know, in some way, a, a, a death befalls Ramsay and Roos, and then they get to King's Landing, and kind of the doors are open to them. And Melisandre has been in league the entire time with um, the High Sparrow, but I could be totally wrong. Yeah, no, that's a, that's I I agree that. There's something more with the High Sparrow. I, there's got to be some sort of connection there uh, uh, with somebody, I, or I hope there is. Uh, I just wonder, is it going to end up being whoever survives versus the White Walkers? Because if you if the High Sparrow is with the Lord of Light and they take out the land, I mean, who's left to take over the throne? <laughs> you know, the so I, I just... I guess I'm so jaded. I just don't think, I think the Boltons are going to succeed and Stannis is going to get screwed. And then I think Melisandre will flee and go t- with Varys and the Lord of Light mm. with the foreshadowing and Volantis about, you know, the Lord of Light backing uh, Daenerys. So, uh, and then, but then you got, you got, I almost said Littlefell. Then you got Littlefingers, uh, you know what what the heck is his game so it, it goes back and forth and it's oh it's crazy Axel. <laughs> it is crazy you know that's interesting you bring up Littlefinger because we should talk about that scene between Littlefinger and the Queen of Thorns I did not pick up until the second watch that it was he who either told the High Sparrow um about uh what what's his Oliver or whatever it's like I would say Oliver but is it a different pronunciation <laughs> No 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 not uh, uh, no oh, I mean, uh, Oliver Loris not Loris uh Lancel, Lancel. Jeez these freaking names man <laughs> So I think that he didn't tell didn't not about Loris and Lancel but that he when he said to her I have a gift for you because this whole episode was everyone giving gifts right Tyrion yep. Can you do it in gift. the uh, Baelish voice, though? Uh, let me try to put my lip up underneath. Let me try to give myself an underbite. I have okay. a, a young boy gift for you. I'm, I'm, see, I'm going <laughs> into like Sean it. Connery like you do. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of you end up doing a Sean Connery accent. Yes. Um, oh, see, now you got me doing Sean Connery. But I find that supremely interesting and my dumbass did not pick that up on the first watch because when he said a young boy i was think i was just thinking what the hell is he t- he's just oh this is like little little finger talking in code again but yeah. 
upon the second watch, it becomes obvious that he was talking about Lancel. So I don't think it is as the High Sparrow represented that, you know, to be in with him, Lancel gave up everything. I think it's more like Lancel was there the whole time. And it wasn't until Littlefinger saw what was going on that he paid a visit to him and said, you should talk to your young man, Lancel Lannister. I'm sure he has many interesting things to say about the faith, the strong faith of Cersei, you know? And I think it goes to show that even though he's, he's playing all the sides, the original thing that he said to Sansa is what Littlefinger wants to happen. He wants the Boltons out. He wants the Lannisters out. And he does want Sansa to take Winterfell. He does want to pay respect to his dead love and kill Roos Bolton and Ramsay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got excited because I knew, I mean, I mentioned it real early in the season and then you you backed me up with Lancel. I was like, for him to become part of the faith militant with the high sparrow i believe he poured his soul to him and that the high sparrow knew the whole time that cersei was corrupt and 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 sinned so when that came out when he's like a young boy a broken boy came to me and you know basically spilled his the guts his guts to him i knew it i was like yes it's nice to get a theory one out of 20 right once but in a while. but I, but see i'm saying the other thing i'm saying i'm not so sure that happened I think what may have happened is that it didn't happen until Littlefinger got there. See, I don't think so. I don't. So what I, was I, Littlefinger talking to? He just he was just saying he knew about it. I think it, the gift was because because uh, Queen of Thorns didn't know. Oh, okay. She's like, okay. what's okay. gonna happen? He's like, don't worry. I have this gift that was already set pre-motion. Oh. Little, you know what I mean? Like Littlefinger had it all planned. He just didn't tell her okay. yet okay. until the time was right. Like until you need to know. He's like, I got a present for you. Right. It doesn't. And it doesn't. It doesn't matter either way, right? Because it went, yeah, it does, it it really went down. Yeah. And we're yeah. never gonna find out. One thing interesting is I heard some people talking, and um, they're like. So did 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 Littlefinger and the Queen of Thorns admit they killed Joffrey? The answer to that is yes. She says it. She says we killed the king. Yeah. I don't think we need any other confirmation. That is the final confirmation that it was them. But I like that it's not so. By the way, great job by killing. You know. Yeah, she you know, still it's like doesn't they don't trust spell him. It out. Totally. Yeah, and she still doesn't trust him. Which I I just. I love her, um, but I am frightened by what DJ Tim Hines said, which was something else that I picked up more so on the second watch, which was the High Sparrow basically threatening a complete like revolt across the kingdoms by the many against the few, saying, yes. we're not fearing you anymore. You can go ahead, take away your grain from King's Landing, but don't forget who's the people who give you that grain, old lady. Yeah, it, that was amazing. And even at the end, when he walks away, he doesn't finish his thought. He just again another reaction, like you know what I'm about to say. Just 
you know, now stew on that. It's it, it was actually freaky when you think about it. It's like this could be this whole big revolution that yeah. Yeah, that's that that got me the most in this episode, or one of the few things. But that that whole exchange is one to rewatch again because he basically, you know, with this show of foreshadowing, I mean, is he right? Has this you know, you wonder, has this thing been in the works? You know, the many versus the few. And you get so scared because of royalty and, and power and and the only thing that I think that could destroy them is winter is coming. And if they don't have the, the resources to, uh, you know, keep people, who knows? I, I don't know. But it's almost like a south of the wall uh, manserator, <laughs> you know, getting mm-hmm. people together. So we'll see that. But that's interesting. Uh, the few better. Uh, they better be careful. You know, yeah. sometimes they worry about too much of their own politics yep. internal, like Cersei, especially, you don't see the big picture. Yeah, definitely, man. Now, let's let's uh, move off King's Landing, but I just want to ask one final question. I predicted in the first episode, as did many people, um, that I think Cersei's going to get it this season. I think she's done. I think she's going to die. I think starting off with the flashback, as soon as I recognized that was her, I was like, Cersei's dead. It's just, it's just like um, like in a reality show when you're watching the episode and all of a sudden they're concentrating on someone that you never really knew before. And you're like, oh, they're, they're getting voted out this episode. You know, they're just trying to get you to care about them. Do, what do you think's going to happen? Do you think that there's going to be a trial and maybe they'll all die? I had this vision last night as I drifted off to sleep. Yes, I do think of Game of Thrones as I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I had this vision that they might do an episode where it's like bam, 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 like just people just die. You know, like where, the Godfather. Yeah, yeah, where it's just like during the christening. They do a trial and they're like Cersei, bam, they cut her head off. You know, then then they're like Marjorie dead, you know, and then they jump to somewhere else and, um, you know, whatever Jorah succumbs to grayscale or, you know, Khaleesi is like off with your head. I just had this feeling that they're just like kind of setting us up for some big boom, boom, boom to start happening. Um, I, I continue to think she's going to die. Do you think she's going to die or do you think she's going to get out of this? I, I don't know how she's going to get out of it unless there's something. Does she have anything to trade? Uh, I mean, God, I mean, the only only person that could possibly save her would be uh, freaking uh, what's his face? <laughs> Jamie. Oh, Jamie. But they're they're doing the Three Amigos spinoff in Dorn right now. So I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 you I know, mean, I'm leaning towards that. I was like. No way Cersei can't die, but gosh, or she'd be a prisoner for a long time if they don't kill her. I mean, it, it's not going to be pleasant for her. It's yeah. not. And I'll say that right now. It, well, I mean, cause, because I'm, I'm a genius. And you that's, are. <laughs> You're the maester. Well, they did, oh. they did lay an interesting caveat. And she said, what if they admit to what they've done? What will happen? And then he said they will then have the, you know, the mercy of the mother, right? Or something of that nature. And Mm -hmm. she said, and what is that? 
and he said, well, it depends upon their crime and how regretful they are and the judgment. So could we see, I don't know, like Cersei get her arm chopped off to match Jamie? Um, could she be scarred? Could she be hobbled in some way? Um, Think you know? of the parallel. The, the mirror image to bring back an old Nancy Drew loss reference. Think about season one when there, when it was like, Ned, just admit you're wrong and we'll go easy on you. Yeah. And then Joffrey's like, off with his head. Yeah. What if Tommen's like all of a sudden with the high sparrow, he, he all of a sudden is like, screw that cut. And he pulls a Joffrey and, and, and is off with her head. I mean, cause that little dude, all screwed up, poor youngster. He may just say, you know, either he's going to go after the High Sparrow and the Faith Militant or join them. I don't know. Oh, that's, so. I hadn't thought of, see, that was interesting too, is if we do see a scene where the High Sparrow basically goes to Tommen, because if Tommen gets his wits together and finds out that his mom's in jail, he could call the Royal Guard and say, you know, kill them all. And even if that means that they then end up killing Marjorie and, you know, Cersei, but I just don't see him doing that, man. I just don't. No. I, he's too scared. The whole theme of these first seven episodes or six, yeah, seven episodes, like with Tom and was like, I want like Uncle Kevin, I want him to ask me, the king to ask me. Mm. I'm talking on behalf of the king, blah, blah, blah. What if someone actually comes to the king finally and is like, sit down, son, let's let's lay it out and you make a decision. That's where I think a father figure of the High Sparrow could really convince Tommen uh, of what he, you know, to use him and to play on it, uh, play on his emotions. So that would be in, an interesting dynamic if, you know, I mean, he's a young kid. He's emotional. He's, you know, going through puberty he hasn't got any since his wedding night, you know, maybe he's going to go crazy. Um, so that's, that's interesting that, that I'm very interested in what's going on with him because, or because without Cersei, what, I mean, who, who does he talk to? He has, he has no hand of the King. Yeah. He's just got his left and right hand right now. Yeah. She really, I mean, that's why I thought this plan from the beginning was dumb. Because if you're going to play like this, Cersei, you got to cover your other angles. you got to be like Littlefinger. And she put all her eggs in one basket. And if she had at least brought, if there was like a Selmy around, if there was someone, but they've ostracized everyone, the Lannisters. If, if Uncle Kevin had stuck around, at least she'd have a backup plan. But she has no backup plan. And I just, I think... I don't think it bodes well. Hey, you know what? Tommen could see the knife too, man. Because it's, it's yeah. like I was saying, there's a choice here, and we don't know. There's either a choice or the, the High Sparrow doesn't know. Does he know Tommen's a bastard? Uh, uh, or does he, or uh, not a bastard, but does he know that Tom, Tommen is not the rightful king? Or does he just know that Lancel slept with Cersei and killed the king? Because if he doesn't know the second part, which if Littlefinger's involved, I'm sure he's going to know it, um, then maybe he lets Tommen stay as the king as a figurehead, you know? So I think that's mm -hmm. going to be an interesting thing because I still, 
I kind of trust the Queen of Thorns a bit in her distrust of the High Sparrow. I'm not so sure he has all the all the um, virtue that he says he has. You know, I mean, I know that his power comes from the Seven, but we know what happens with uh, crazy religious people. Very often, they become the the power. You know. And it's really about them and what they can do, and it's just in the guise of their god, you know. So, I mean, it could be the reverse. Maybe Tommen's like off with his head. And, and but it, if and he does changes. that, then they're gonna die. Then, then, then those people are gonna go into the cells. Those that nun, that big nun lady, is gonna yeah. come in there. And, it's Brienne's crazy. Sister. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of other jail cells, let's go over to Dorn. <coughs> Excuse me. We saw podcast, we, we saw some very interesting breastuses. Um, they're very beautiful. Very and beautiful. We saw this whole scene, which to me again was completely laughable. I mean, come on, he's poisoned. No, he's not. You know, I mean, here's the antidote. Say I'm beautiful. Yeah, even the scene with Jamie and Marcella. It's like, okay, Jamie's in this room. The doors open, but but Braun is in a cell. I mean, they could have at least had a scene with Doran and Jamie where he's like, look, I know, you know, why did you do this? And Jamie's like, look, we were threatened. We sent, you know, this woman did that and then let Braun out of jail. I just, the whole thing, again, you know, we were called the three amigos. (laughs) I guess this was the two amigos, um, but it was, it just, it's not working. This whole thing isn't working and they should just, hopefully they just wrap this up quickly in some other episode because we're not even getting a feeling for Dorn, you know, like we see one garden and a couple of people and a beach and it's like, I'm not even getting a really full picture and I keep on hearing everyone saying, oh, they didn't have a lot of time to film at the garden and blah, blah. I don't care. I don't, I don't either, dude, because it's like it That's wasn't cool. worth it to me. I would have rather they done that in some crappy little, you know, shot it close so you couldn't see that it was a small garden and it made it look like a big garden, but it made a better scene and wrote this out better. But again, uh, talking about how they're kind of do, making little TV choices, I think this Dorn thing is a misstep. It's not terrible in the sense that, you know, I quit the podcast, but... It's not working, and I hope they wrap this up. And the only the only thing for me is I need to see more of Doran. I want to see more of what the politics of this is, what's going on, because right now it's just this kind of silly little side story that I feel would have been more appropriate for, like, webisodes. Exactly, and you're wasting... <coughs> you're wasting... Excuse me. You're wasting Jamie Lannister and Braun, two awesome characters... They're totally wasted in this 80s buddy movie. And these sand snakes that are supposed to be so cool and tough and the offspring of Oberyn, and they're wasted. uh, Like you said, you're not seeing the big picture of Dorne. Do, you know, take a helicopter, do some establishing shots, and go on sets. Give me that. I'll I'll take that right now. You know, it's just, this whole storyline is really like upsetting me not upsetting me and like oh like you said i'm gonna quit the podcast but the more the ups- upsetting of just it's a waste 
it is a freaking waste. And, you know, this show is so damn good. But I do have to say this storyline is really knocking it down for me. And it really stinks because the show is so awesome. It's why we we podcast about it. And it's just I can't get past it. I can get I can let things go. I can let 42 wildlings, but there's only 20. But there's now there's 50. The Timmy Hines counting. I can let that go. I can let certain things go. This storyline I can't let go. Yeah. Um, and 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 to there was no stakes for me. Like we didn't have enough time. Is Braun gonna die? Oh my God, he's gonna die. It just didn't feel like he was in trouble. Yeah. It just didn't feel like it at first. I'm like, they're gonna kill Braun off. That would be crazy. But they're not gonna do it this way. So it was, it's just, it's, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with Dorn. I mean, I look, I understand. Okay, they're showing the sexuality of the Dornish, and that's what the song's about. And then maybe they're going to try to get Braun on their side, and then maybe... But it's just like, is there really enough time left to develop an entire subplot where Braun goes behind Jamie's back to join with them to kill who he knows is Jamie's daughter's um, Jamie's daughter and maybe the prince. It just uh, it doesn't make sense to me. And like I said, let's just move on because this let's this part on. this part isn't moving. I'll say this: if it wasn't Braun and Jamie, and we didn't at least have a fun song, and we got to see them, if it was some other people that were less interesting, I would like be, Brienne and Pod. Maybe even even <laughs> though I like them too, you know, it's just no, I do, but I'm just saying if it. Yeah, you're right. If it was someone like that we didn't care about, would we be like even talking about it? Yeah, it's almost fa- you could almost fast forward through it, and I've never said that about other scenes except for the Theon torture scenes. Yeah, it just doesn't fit with yeah. all the darkness that's going on, and everything. it just doesn't fit. I mean, are they like, oh, let's try to lighten up the episode with this right. stuff? Yeah, but it's just not working. No, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do it. Um, let's go over the uh, narrow sea and um, let's talk about uh, Tyrion and Jorah. And uh, so Tyrion has uh, now met Daenerys. He is uh, the gift. What do you think is going to happen? You think she's going to listen to him? What, what we, we talked extensively about this on the IR. Mike and I were talking about, Mike had a very interesting idea that um and i think we spoke a little bit about this earlier in the season that it's potential that Tyrion could kind of sell himself as being like a master of dragons like you know from his book learning what do you see happening i really i'm excited this this i'm stoked for we need daenerys storyline T- adding Tyrion to her storyline is going to make this just so much better. Uh, they've set it up where people are dying. Sir Barristan gets killed. Obama worm. Who knows? He's, you know, hanging out, r- recouping. But the whole da- Daenerys Tyrion dynamic, I gotta believe that she will eventually listen to him. Uh, I don't know the process of getting there. If it's if it's gonna be. It's going to take eight season, eight more seasons. I'm being facetious, of course. But I'm really interested. You would think with her small council dwindling, and really she's getting advice from her, you know, her uh, friends with benefits and Dario, 
that she's gonna ha- she's gonna listen to him. I gotta believe Tyrion's gonna be able to. Now I don't know how long it's gonna take for her to trust him, but I- I'm looking forward to the process. Now, um, the it's what's amazing of this Hisdar fellow. How he was so excited watching the pits, you know the the you know, the fights and stuff and you see his reaction, but like, I didn't catch it the first time, but the second viewing Dario's like, notice the sons of the harpy haven't attacked anymore. Now that you opened the, you know, the fighting pits and that alluding that his dar is possibly the leader of the harpy. Do you believe that? I do. Yeah. I think he's been in on it the whole time. Yeah, I do too. Actually. I think it, it makes a lot of sense and he's been, I, I didn't like him from the beginning. I don't trust him from the beginning. Now, I don't know how far. Is it one of those long cons where she, he, 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 you know how like Daenerys like, I'm going to marry you. But was that his plan the whole time to, you know, for that to happen? But you think it's Daenerys idea, but it's really their idea. I mean, so there's a lot there. And then one thing I didn't pick up the first time, like I was like, wait a minute. Where, where's the Colosseum and everything? And then I realized, oh, these pits are just like the preliminary rounds. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, at first I'm like, wow, this doesn't seem like a great fight. Why is the queen watching this crap? But then, you know, they fill you in on why and, and stuff. And the guy, the slaver, which he's not supposed to be, but was even shocked that Daenerys was there. So, um, did you know, you know when all of a sudden Jorah is starting to knock people out? It almost seems like Danny's is like, Danny's is like, Khaleesi's like, oh, look at this guy go. It's like, wait a minute. Is it because he wasn't killing people and just knocking them out? Because she didn't, I mean, when he takes off his mask, it's not like, Jor, I knew it was you. It was like, get rid of him. Yeah. So like, what was that all about? Her reaction there? Why was it just for dramatic purposes? Was she intrigued? Yeah, I think she was intrigued first off because he came out of nowhere. He hit the master right away, and she likes that kind of stuff. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. She, she kind of likes the underdog guy. She is the underdog, you know? So mm-hmm. I think that I don't think she knew it was him. Um, I think about as far as the killing thing, that was a little bit inconsistent because we're talking about a woman who, what, two episodes ago had a guy fried alive, burned in front of her by her dragon, (laughs) you know, just randomly because he was closest to the front of the pack. So I, I guess that she, but she is an inconsistent character, you know, some days she does, she does, you know, it's just like, um, when, uh, when Dario came from, uh, Tremeville and said to her, um, (laughs) You know, your uh, ruler is either um, meat or what did he say? Either the the king or their meat or something. Basically, which is you have a choice. You either be a killer or you're killed. Yeah. You know, um, I don't agree with him. She keeps on getting this inconsistent advice. I like that. I- I'll tell you that. I like the fact that it is confusing. It's confusing to the audience because it's confusing to her. There mm-hmm. is no one person telling her properly what to do. She really does have to find her own way and make her own decisions. And hey, Dario was Tyrion. On, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, Tyrion could be the key there, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think we all want Tyrion to be the hand of the queen. Yeah. And to kind of guide her. And Varys, too, you know? she could. Where the hell is Varys? I, I keep on saying, man, he's gonna pop out, bro. They're gonna be standing there in that in, in the in the pyramid, and uh, you know, all of a sudden, Varys is gonna be like, "Your Grace." What did I tell you? You know, and, and come out and 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 kind of talk to her. Maybe maybe we don't know that Varys has been in contact with her the whole time. Yeah. You know, or but this is another thing: is if that Varys appears, Varys could spin. Jorah's whole involvement in her so-called the ex the um the plot to assassinate her he could mm. say your grace I was on the small council I was the one passing the notes Jorah never intended to kill you you know it was a ruse the entire time that I played with the Lannisters and then Tyrion could say, "I yes, yes, your yes, your grace. That is exactly what happened. I didn't agree with it then, but now I can see how Varys was, uh, you know, Jorah was not ever going to kill you. So they could do a little bit of, you know, rewriting history there to save Jorah's ass. But then again, it's like, why? But usually, then it might be too late. Yeah, if he's yeah. Oh, I like that because." Well, it, it, you just brought me back to season one when Ned Stark went to Robert who tried to call off killing Daenerys, but it was like yeah. it's already set in motion. And I, I just I love the layers. And then going back to, you know, season one when the show was so innocent as we thought. <laughs> yep, yep, that's the truth, man. Well, Solo, you know, we've gone our half hour. Is there anything else that you wanted to chat about? Two quick things. Okay, hit me. Okay, two quick things. I want to say that I'm proud of my boy, Sam. He's my boy now. He took a beating. He was sticking up for his woman, and he was ready to do what he had to do. Even though he's not the greatest fighter, he did because when Ghost shows up, he looks back and is shocked Ghost is there. So he was ready to just yeah. sacrifice himself. And I and he took a beating, and then even when he stood up, and then Ghost came in, and then he collapses. Uh, I, I just really have have a new respect for Sam. That he, you know, even though Gilly's like, "Oh, just let it happen," he's like, "No." Even though he know he's probably gonna die, or he's probably, you know, he was like, "I'll take my chances with you idiots." And I, I really, I know some people didn't like the scene, or I really did. I mean, I didn't like the fact that. Oh, great. Well, you know, we're possibly going to have another, you know, rape or something. And I was just like, oh, geez, come on, guys, give us a break. But the purpose there, uh, sh the showing of 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 Sam's strength and Gilly Gilly's fight. And I liked that. I really did. Mm -hmm. And it just even though, you know, maybe the scene. OK, whatever. But I don't know. I just kind of dug that scene because uh, I had a feeling I, th you know, I thought. Sir Alistair would come in and be like, get away from him. But, you know, the ghost thing was cool. I, I honestly, like Mikey Hall, I was excited <laughs> when yeah. I saw CGI ghosts come in. Hey, I, so. I agree with that. And let me just say this. I think, I don't think what Sir Alistair said at the funeral was as menacing. And I also, I picked this up on the second watch. Okay. When Jon Snow in the beginning came up to him, and said, Sir, you know, uh, first ranger, head ranger, you're in charge. 
And then mm-hmm. he said, I must state that I think that this is foolhardly and all that. And John kind of looked at the other guys and then he looked at him and he was like, okay, thank you. And he walked off and I started to think that they planned that, that John, he and he, they had that conversation already. And John was like, look, man, if you totally support me, then we're both going to be on the outs. And I kind of need you to get everybody together before Mm -hmm. I come back. So it's okay. I'm going to allow you to speak your mind in front of these other people who feel that same way. So you can at least kind of try to start turning them because we need to be united. Now, I don't know if Sir Alistair would go for that after his friend was, you know, John chopped his head off. Um, But I just felt that there was something weird there. And I kind of feel that you know, with Wolf showing up, that was kind of a setup. I thought it was going to be Sir Alistair too, but I do think that Sir Alistair is going to turn out to be a good guy because I think Sir Alistair has a little bit of that Ned in him where, yeah, I think that he's not as nice as Ned, but I do think that he's very, um, he's very faithful to the Night's Watch. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I think he's dude. One... That's great. You... I, I you. I think you're dead on, because think about it. If he wanted John gone and wanted him to mess up and go, I don't think he would have said like you're making a mistake. Right. Good. You know, exactly. Even, even though, yeah, okay, you could, but I, I just think okay, because what if John goes, you're right, I'll stay, then what? You know, you know what I mean. Plus, <laughs> or he says. You like your friend, you disobey me, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's another great point. Sorry, yeah. I'm on three second delay. Uh, but yeah, it, I, I just and plus, what's le- I mean, I gotta believe, even though, like you said, like Sir Alistair's die hard, it's all about the watch, it's about defending the wall, yada, yada, yada. They have like no one left. And they're scumbags, yeah, yep. and I don't even care about them anymore. If John and Sam weren't there, I, I really could give two shahoodies, whatever shahoodies is, but uh, it's a Westeros term. But it, I think Sir Alistair really does feel deep down, even though he can't stand the wildlings and he has to put up that front in front of everyone, whether it's a front or not, it's probably a lot of hate there. But I think deep down he realizes this is what needs to be done. Yeah. Yep, well, I think we agree. What was your second point? My second point was just a, a, a clarification. When Sam gives John the, the dragon glass, the obsidian, did he also give him a bag? I thought I heard clunking with a bag of it. Yeah, or did that's, he just give him one? Right. No, that's the bag that he found north that's of the wall. That's what I thought. I mean, I know he did give some to Bran and he, you know, and yeah. Jojen Reed and those and that crew. But there's a lot of it there, and because because I just heard what, like some discussion, like oh, you know, you gotta you have one of them. Why give them one? You only can use one. But I'm like, there's a whole bag there yeah, he gave. Yeah. Well, we we I remember years ago on the film list or a pod an early podcast Winterfell. I remember we all discussing how much did he find. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and is there only a certain amount that he has? Is it precious? And I remember when he killed the White Walker, I think we were kind of like, did he 
pull it back out? Did he grab it afterwards? Or yeah, did he, just he left, run he away? drops it. It's like, what yeah. are you doing? And then we're like, no, there's a whole bag of them. So I think it's safe to say, again, this is one of those things that we just have to infer and go along with, that there was a lot more, and he might even have more back at the ghillie shack, you know, back in his room, his the love den. shack. Yeah. So. Yep. Cool, man. Well, all right. He's solo. It's been a all great right, podcast. Uh, we uh, First of all, I just do want to take a quick moment to thank everyone on Twitter for uh, being so supportive of podcast Little Fell. I do want to give a special shout out to Tipsy Russell, who did have a um, did have a theory about Master Eamon um, talking about John's parentage on his deathbed. I do want to give him his props and uh, thank uh, him as well as many others for retweeting us when the shows go up. Uh, you know, we were we were we were in the top 50 of the iTunes TV and film. And hey, man, that's why we do this. So people listen and more people join the conversation and we have fun doing it. We just really all of us enjoy it. And I'm just really pleased that everyone has, uh, you know, after Matt's departure, everyone's welcomed us with open arms. We're going to keep on going. We love it. Podcast Little Fell. Last word, Solo. Well, I just want to say yes. Thank you for everyone for all the support. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, we're doing it because we love the discussion. We love the camaraderie. We love talking about a great show. And then when you just when you get people that just respond and retweet or just be like, oh, I can't wait for this week's episode, all this. It's just, you know what? It, it, it's just it makes you like, ah, oh, awesome. I'm glad people are enjoying it because I enjoy talking to you and when other people enjoy listening to us, it makes it even better. I want to say thumbs up to the small council. I'm glad uh, we kept, you know, most of, you know, minus Matt, unfortunately, uh, he's gone in a different direction. Uh, but we have the, you know, DJ Timmy Hines, Mikey Hull, Donald Jr. Uh, aboard for podcast Littlefell. So thanks to them for putting their time in. And remember, on the Twitter, you can follow axel at w axel foley you can follow me at heath actor hit us up anytime uh and also remember stay strong my derek alias yeah baby you can also follow the podcast at podcast l and you can oh also, yeah baby podcast l we're on the twitter and we got an email too don't we yeah podcast littlefell at gmail.com send in your thoughts we had some interesting emails and i just want to thank people for emailing us don't forget you can also review us on itunes give us some stars give us a review hey if there's something you want us to talk about we'd love to hear about it thank you so much for listening darigales and remember heath snolo and mr glenn ewing will be on the joffrey podcast this week live from hollywood nice i'll be listening darigales Thank you for listening to Podcast Little Fell. You can find us on Twitter at Podcast L. And you can reach us by email at PodcastLittleFell at gmail.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.